think I can carbonate vodka. Hello, welcome back to Michigan's own Bestman Benchwarmers podcast. I'm your host, Alex Merrill, and here today, as is usual, is Cody Wood. How are we all doing today? And uh, Matt Corser. Hello there. <laughs> and uh, we got some interesting topics today. Uh, I'd like to go over Lone Star, just some interesting lists, because I always find that super um, interesting. And, you know, big tournament, relative, and uh, in person. And a whole, whole ton of people were there. But in person, too. It's really nice to just, like, get communities back together. Even though it might be technically considered pretty small for a system open, there's a little bit of things that happened between the last system open and this one. So I'll take it as positive. And also, I want to get into just some of the resistance and FO spoilers. Because those are super interesting and... At least one and a half of us likes resistance, and one and a half of us likes first order, so it'll work out well. So first up, um, just real quick, do we have any local news? I know that Eternals trying to get uh, things back together, and more people are showing up. Yep, me and Matt had a game yesterday. Um, I tried Recoil, Predator, Kylo Extreme Maneuvers, Advanced Optics, and Hollow. With Proud Tradition versus Matt, who had uh, a Rebel list. Traitor. Hey, I like A-Wings. I can't lie. Can't deny one of my favorite ships, now that they're finally good. Oh, yeah. And they are, like, still really good, really efficient. I ended up taking Garvin off the board for nothing, and those A-Wings still picked me apart and ended up winning the game at the end. It was a really right, fun game. Right at the end, too. A two two dice range three on Kylo with Wedge. Just like the movies. Two hit. Yeah, just like the movies. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know if it's local news, but I got to go... I was in Massachusetts for the last two weeks, and I got to go to a game store in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. And one of the uh, locals there was kind enough to give me a list, and... I got to play some impressing over there against five uh, HMPs. That was a lot of fun too. What garbage list did he give you? Uh, he gave me Von Reg, Extreme Maneuver, Advanced Optics, Kylo, uh, Revis, and an Epsilon with a three-point bid. Interesting. I did forget Von Reg had an ability in that game. This borderline <laughs> doesn't matter too much, depending if your opponent's paying attention or not. Hey, he had HMPs, okay? And they were side but slipping. Those, those aren't blue. I guess the two yeah, the two blue is side slip. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> but still, the one time they forget about it, and then you give them a strain, and then you just punish them for it. Yeah, wait. How am I going to expect my opponent to remember my triggers if I can't even remember my triggers? It's disappointing. After all the Von Reg I played against you and all the times I've done it to you, you can't even remember... Matt, how many times did it actually affect our games, though? I don't know. I always try to remember my abilities, though. So, If it means anything, his Von Reg did a lot of work against like my Trandos because generally they're stressed or I'm not, I'm not moving, so I'm stopping. So now I get a deplete. Also, if it helps any, I didn't realize I had Revis in the list until about three-quarters of the way through the game. 
when also forgetting that ability. Revis also has an ability too, Cody. Yeah, I know. That's sort of how I realized I had Revis on the list. It's like, you know you have Revis. I was like, oh. It's a halfway decent ability too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we get some other things to give out orange and red tokens. Spoilers. I don't know to which you are referring. Until about half an hour from now when we discuss it. But before that, Lone Star Open. In person. Bunch of really, really top-level X-Wing players were there. Hey, hey, you say that, but they haven't done anything in person in over a year, okay? That's true. Presumably. So, being all really good players at X-Wing, do you know what they didn't bring? A First Order faction. Killing me, Smalls. Four of them. Four of them in 94 people. 94 lists, four of them were FO. I think the highest was two and two, or two and three. There were two, two and three lists. I want to keep in mind, this is hyperspace too. So Kylo with extreme maneuvers should be running rampant. If it means anything, Cody, no one did triple silencers. So maybe that's why they didn't do well. 100%. Let me guess. They did Vonreg, Rush, and Kylo. Hollow Vonreg and Kylo, actually. Some of them. The one I saw was like Hollow Vonreg and Kylo, which is also semi interesting, but weird. Okay. D- like, okay. So Bosk exists in this meta. Yeah, Bosk will just tear those BAs apart. Mm hmm. And like, the joke is always like, get behind Bosk and he doesn't play the game anymore. The thing is, you still have three other ships you have to worry about if you get behind Bosk. And Bosk is just three harding around, so you can't really, like, take care of the other ships and then just get behind Bosk. Especially because most people slow roll with Bosk. Yeah. Like, what if Bosk just stopped four tones in a row? Because of bumps and everything. And then still got target loss because Zam. Cough. But yeah, it was a sad, sad state of affairs for the First Order. At least they have things on the way. Did they at least outdo the Resistance? No, because our buddies from Michigan. Sam Page. Thank you, Sam Page. We'll get to his list. Of course, we're going to get to his list. Zach Matthews had Resistance, too, and there's uh, Carson and stuff. But uh, yeah, I just sad that it's four out of like 90 people just flew first order. And they even get 50% win. Is chip silence is just a boring list to fly to most people then. Maybe people just don't own three silencers. That might be the problem. You mean people don't own four silencers? Do you even own three silencers? I do. I own three and a half. I have all the cardboard for the fourth one. I have three Chad silencers. That's those are the only ones I will own are the Chad silencers. I got a big one and a small one. That should be the normal. The winner, 10 and 0, straight through. Andrew. I think it's Bulldog. But he had uh, Grievous, Zam, and uh, two Trade Federation drums. But Prockets, Prockets on Zam. So he was on cut quite a lot, and he got those Prockets yeah. off every time. I, I bet you those Prockets caught a bunch of people off guard that they probably did not expect Prockets on Zam. 
I'm sure he definitely used that to his advantage a few rounds. I mean, if you're not boosting with Zam, right, you're focusing, so at least you have it pretty much always on. Yeah, but then you get the target locks. Yeah. For being Zam. It makes sense. They're the most prockets you can probably do, especially when you have Dooku. Mm-hmm. So they're the most modded. And then Grievous is always a solid piece, like a really tanky piece that even if you try to pick him off the board first, it just he has seven health, rerolls if he's not an arc. And rerolls on offense if you're not an arc, which is really scary. He hits hard. And uh, from what I understood, the Trade Federation drones are doing a lot of screening, so he's still able to get treacherous off with a lot of his ships. Yep. So that, that saves him a lot of health. No, I thought this was a pretty wholesome Zam list, all things considered. I know Zam has been kind of an issue since the game came out, but it's nice to see her in like a four ship list as opposed to just Django Zam running rampant all over the place. And I think it was his top eight game. He was able to get Poe to chase a, a Trade Federation drone while the rest of his list engaged the rest of uh, the Resistance list. And I watched that. That was... A Trade Federation drone lived a hell of a lot longer than I had any right to. I mean, even if you're you're sending Poe with your most offensive piece after a Trade Federation drone, I think you already won at that point. Oh, yeah. And then Jess Pava also like blanked out on defense range three twice. <laughs> and like took a fuel leak, like was down to two hole on the first round of engagement. Jeez. You hate Take, to see yeah. it. It's dirty. Yeah, it was like Eight reds came at her, and she rolled, like, 12 greens. And she took four damage. Five damage. That's how math works. Congratulations on him for just crushing the tournament. I'm not going to say, but more importantly, but also, but more importantly, Michigan came in second. Ryan Zanizewski, who was just on our last episode. And, you know, on better, more famous podcasts as well. Came in second, Tractor Beam, Patience, Shock T, and three seven Bs. He's been playing that for a bit locally. And it still seems good. Yeah, I mean, we've talked multiple times here about how good the seven B Jedi are. Like at, at 49 points, they're just such a such an efficient power piece for the Republic faction. And then having Shock T just there to be like helping her buddies out throwing her on tractor beams it gets just it's a really solid list and i think the way he played a shakti was like pure support yep. like patience every round mm-hmm. and just holding evades and tractoring and there are two things to note about this you see shakti and 7b come up relatively often for republic standards at least uh, most of the times you see ion cannon on shakti instead of the tractor but the tractor in front of 37b jedi is really scary Plus, like, the ability to tractor other I-4s onto a rock or something. Because he brought rocks instead of gas clouds on this to sort of uh, make it so Boss can't do whatever he wants. Yeah. But the other thing that he did that I really appreciated, he would take the purple evade with the, the lead 7B Jedi. And then keep have Shakti keep holding onto that evade. So the uh, that 7B Jedi had an evade going into combat. Whereas a lot of people you see do that, they hold a focus. I don't think that's the correct call because you already have a force and focus after you uh, do your uh, action. 
Yeah, I mean, I can see it because it doesn't. If they're not thinking about it the round before, if they're just going in, like you surprise them or something, and they didn't have time to set up the evade, I guess hold the focus. But well, he, that's not good. Yeah, he held, it was the first time of the game where he took the evade, where there was like no risk or anything. And Are you saying that Ryan knows how to play this game? Maybe just a little bit. I, I might be implying it. <laughs> yeah, that's good on him. Um, 10th and Swiss in a pretty rough day because it was day one, right? So it was, there were a lot of good players there. Yeah, he went, I think he ended up going three and two. He had just a couple of rough matches, but hey, got all the way to number two. Yeah, he was the highest of the three and twos on yeah. that day. And we were talking about it off podcast, but he dodged all the bosks, but hit all the Django Zams. Yeah, he went through three Django Zams and cut until he got to the final table. Just in cut. Yeah, just in cut, three in a row. Which is absurd. It's ridiculous. What was the... Oh, he played Tyler Tippett's uh, Disciplined Strikers and Barons. Was no, the only no. non-Zam list he played in cut. Well, he, did, he didn't play Tippett in cut. He played Tippett round six. No, he has to play it in cut. cut. It was his third cut game. I don't know. I don't have the player-by-player matchups in front of me, so... But good on Ryan again, just... Showing people why 7Bs are super good and why Shakti is really good. That Shakti build might be... Oh, Shakti just might be, in my opinion, the best Ada. I'm not a huge fan of McCritty, Anakin, or Obi. We did say Shakti was great in our very first episode that no one should go back and listen to because the audio quality is pretty rough. But <laughs> we were right about that, damn it. She's really good. And I think, I mean, Obi-Wan's good too. He, he has his place in the, in hyperspace with the three, seven B's, but I think Shakti's better as far as the three, seven B's and an Ada. And then Anakin definitely shines more in extended, not as, as brightly as his, uh, Delta seven, uh, counterpart, but he still shines better in extended than he does in hyperspace. To be fair, the seven B or CLT Anakin doesn't. Uh, he needs. Does he need to come down on points? I'd rather take the Actos Anakin honestly over the seven B at the current price point. Onto uh, top four. Top four: Robbie Goodhue, Bosk, Genesis Red, Lando, and Joy Rakoff. It's almost like people listened to our podcast before they went to this tournament and just brought all the scum stuff like we told them to. I can only hope that was the case, but I know it's not. <laughs> But it's such a cool list. All those fours. This I4 list has been making its rounds and like GSP and everything for a minute too. So headed by Basque. That Basque is probably going to be 85 points come points update, right? And it's like not even 70 right now. Well, Basque isn't the problem. It's all the toys you can put on Basque. But yes, I agree. I mean, obviously, Zamgru's going to go up, or else that's going to be really strange if he doesn't. I mean, other than that, like, Genesis Red's wholesome. Joy Rakoff is somehow being played, and that's that's a win for Joy, because Ion Torps went down to four. You can play the Fang Fighter. And also Cutthroat and all that kind of stuff helps a lot. I do believe it's literally just all the toys that's on Boss that are underpriced right now. Gamut. Like, Gleb. Uh, you don't have Gleb on this one. Well, Gambit's like six points. But it's still like you're holding two tokens because you have a coordinate ship. <laughs> That's the only ship he's good on. Eh, any YV, really. 
you know, chassis, I should say, instead of ship. Otherwise, it's like, eh, it's okay at most. Not for six points. I don't know. It's very good on the YVs, but it's not very good on anything else. But Zam and Gleb would definitely have to go up. Oh, I'm sure they will glow up. Two point Gleb is questionable. Gosh, it's right. I mean, we talked about it the scum episode, but yeah, just the way Gleb's costed and then the way squad leaders costed is just doesn't make any sense. Next person, top four, uh, Steve Holt, Zam and Django. But um, season navigator Django instead of a force carrier like Palpatine. No, you can't have Palpatine in hyperspace. Right. But I don't know. I I wonder if people will start picking up season navigator for extended or if it's just solely because he's not in there. I would say more surely uh, just because he's not in there. Palpatine's ability of you shoot me. I didn't use the force. Your stress now is brutal. But Season Navigator does have really good uses with Django, just because you can change to a blue dial, and you still, even though you performed a white maneuver, his ability is what's on the dial, so you still get his ability. Yeah. And that, I mean, also going against other I-6s, that can be very important. I'm sure that's really good for the mirror match if you outbid your opponent. Which I don't think Steve was because his list is running at 200. Right, but I'm just, but yes. in general, still pretty good. Going on the other list, top eight, right? Duncan, Pela, Bosk, and Tarok. Three-point bid. He brought Fen down to Tarok with a hall upgrade, though, so that's interesting. I do like that medical because... There's a lot of token uh, stacking, particularly on Bosk right now, but also on Rebel hijinks and all this. Yeah, and Payla being able to take the evade from Hera. Yeah, being able to steal tokens from Hera. And if Payla doesn't steal tokens, Terra can strip, like Cody was saying, like, oh, you had a Gleb, a focus reinforce. It'd be a shame if you didn't anymore. Yeah. And that whole upgrade, because... Tarak has the mod slot. It moves his half points up by one. And that extra health I've seen, I saw on stream, saved many a Tarak's. Yeah, they can't get one shot by your proton torpedo anymore, Cody. Yes, they can. <laughs> but uh, I like that list a lot. And also, Duncan's MOV is absurd. It's the highest in the whole tournament, running Bosk list. He had 1676, and he lost a game. I was looking at it right before we started, and he only lost. The only ship he lost all day was Palop twice. So you said 1676. The maximum MOV, if you go four and one, is 1800. And that's if you table of a game... And lose on a 200-200 or 0-0, like a tied score on a final salvo. So he legitimately lost 124 MOV throughout the entire tournament. Which is insane. With a three-point bid on a three-ship list. It's It's almost like he's a really good player or something. Almost. 
Like he's a really good player. He is or he is still officially the last system open winner in America. There you go. Yeah, he won that with droids. I was there. I saw it <laughs> on stream. But that's uh that's a really cool metal call, obviously, because people are moving away from like having like it's not like a lot of droids or anything, right? So it's just the focus of AIDS. And you're getting a lot more again, yeah, it's just mostly the scum that's just like taking focus of AIDS and a hero and all that kind of stuff. I did just think of something. Alex, Basque versus Basque matchups when you both have Greedo. Do you want to move for a shoot first? Wholeheartedly? I think I would move for a shoot first. I want to get that Greedo away from everything. I mean, I get he gets locked back, but at least he's not going to crit my entire hull for everything it's worth. And, and his is still active, so I can still change mine into a crit and use his ability. That's what I was going to say. You literally have two crits every time you shoot at a Bosk. Yeah. But there are also problems that I'm bringing Tarok, and depending on if there's other I-5s out there, I might have Tarok might be a little bit more important than my Bosk. But that's just how I play where Tarok is my endgame ship. And I'm more uh, conservative with that. Well, just only only lose Paylob, and you, they can both be in-game ships. You know, maybe that's what I should start doing. It's just only lose one ship instead of all my ships. I think you tend to win more games like that. It's a good strategy. I didn't think of it till now. Yeah, that's just absurd MOV, though, and a really good list. Yeah, I saw that list, and I'm like, I like that a lot. Which I was saying, I was saying before the cast, like I was thinking about selling all my scum stuff about six months ago, because I just don't play it very often. I don't even play it that much right now, anyways. Mostly because my box is full of other stuff. But I'm glad I didn't because scum is really, really good right now in hyperspace and in extended. Scum goes in waves. It'll be really, really good, and then everyone hates scum, and then it'll die for a year, and then it'll come back. I don't think it's gonna die anytime soon. No, not until we get points and well, new toys. Depends on what they do for hyperspace and how much Gleb and Zam and FTC and all that's going to go up. It's okay. The resistance pack's just going to boost them up more. That's true. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, also, fourth and Swiss top eight is uh, Tyler Tippett, Nash, three discipline strikers, three discipline bar- or two discipline barons. Finally, Nash with something that's not like Interceptors for some reason. I don't know why people put so many Interceptors with Nash. I would say probably because they all fly the same. It makes it a little bit easier to, like, fly. But Tippett's definitely been a striker player in his past, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So him throwing those in there, and it definitely worked out for him. I mean, Nash is pretty good. If your opponent's only killing one ship around, which is pretty reasonable with those, uh, you're still getting your shot in. And that, that sucks because that's three dice. Yeah. Disciplined because they just died, right? So they still get their own lock, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, we've talked about this before, how good discipline is, but just giving ships that don't have target locks access to it, like a striker yeah. with that three die gun, really good. And it's really good on Barons for a different reason because they got the uh, barrel into the uh, focus. Yep. Hey, hey, I wasn't in Procket before, but I am now. 
Uh, next one, Mitch H. Don't know exactly who his last name is. Could be a couple different one of them, so I didn't want to take a random stab in the dark there. I think it's Mitch Hurst, but I want to. I'll I'll take a stab at that. Hard enough. Um, anyways, it's just Hera, um, Instinctive A, Procket Ahsoka, Procket Wedge, Protorp Garvin. A lot of front-loaded offense there, you know. That Instinctive A, Ahsoka is really scary. Because you can block Ahsoka, and can, she can still get off that Procket. Yeah, this was, this was the list I played against um, Cody yesterday because i've i've messed around with like three a-wings and garvin before but i've all it's usually a mix of three different a-wing pilots but i really like the instinctive aim procket ahsoka and having prockets on wedge because cody extreme maneuvers into my wedges bullseye arc and he was like oh crap i forgot you had prockets and if worse comes to worse right ahsoka can like get wedge into the area for pocketing mm-hmm. because of her ability. And, you know, just Hera could just take a lock. If Hera's not getting shot at and whatever pocket you're shooting at him now is going to be double modded. Super good. Yep. And if you're going against, like if you have the bid or when the bid, like uh, Matt did against me, cause this is at 197, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Garvin's moving after your I fours. So Garvin could take the target lock and Hera could take the focus. Yep. And you got double modded pro torps. Or Ahsoka can give him the focus, too. It's Ahsoka can use her ability. Or you could just kill Garvin and not let him shoot Protorps. Well. And know, still lose the game. That's why you take the evade with Hera. But no, that's a, that's a lot of a lot of spike damage in that list, and I am a fan of spike damage. And a fan of having redundancies in your list. And that's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff right there. It's almost like we did an episode about redundancies in your list. Almost. It's almost like we've talked about how good Hera and Garvin could be together. And then last in the top four, Joel's Killingsworth, a Birmingham Baron flying six Barons of the Empire. I guess it's sort of appropriate. It's thematic. Yeah. Um, everyone knows about these things. Yep. Still good. Someone brought in real life panic. Yep. Solid, <laughs> solid list. I think I think he had all he he went with all of them with disciplined instead of like mixing up with two ruthless. Yeah. But I mean he's also a really good player, so not surprising. Good player, good list. You might make the cut. So outside of top eight, there's actually a bunch of really cool lists by people who are also having to be pretty good at this game. Paul Heaver's list is super interesting. He's actually third in Swiss on um the first day, which is pretty impressive. But he had Garvin with Selfless and R2 Astromech. Hera with Tracers, a Naked Wedge, a Naked Jake, and Selfless Shara. Yeah, this 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 list is screams. I'm gonna like not let Bosk do any of his tricks on offense with the Selfless. Just pulling the crits off from Bosk so that way he can't convert them into his two hits. And he did put Selfless on Shara, which is the cheapest A-Wing. Mm-hmm. And I assume Garvin, because A, you can have R2 Astromech, and B, the Garvin-Hera trick is a beautiful trick. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going to have anything that's expendable, it would be like Shara and Garvin. But Shara is also with the Tracers with Hera. 
Shara can actually do pretty mean things. Yeah. I mean, she can also use it for defense, too, so she can outlast things and still keep the shields for selfless and all that kind of stuff. We were just talking about redundancies. Like, Hera's redundant, Jake's redundant, Garvin's redundant, like, with Shara. So Shara's getting her things off, and she's she hits when she's getting her stuff off. Yeah, she doesn't really have to work for it either. It just kind of is like, here's a focus token, here's a target lock, have fun. Yeah, You can even do things like Shara has a target lock and Hera has a target lock on the same thing, and Shara can spend her lock to add the focus, and you can spend Hera's lock to reroll dice. Mm -hmm. It's really strong. You're just basically CLT at that point. But it's uh, it's a really cool list. Paul Ever pretty decent at this game so uh i like that list a lot yeah, i did too i don't think i'd be able to fly it myself but i might give it a try i like a wings four a wings four yeah, i do i want to do four a wings because that sounds really fun it is really fun can you confirm why has nobody done six a wings yet hyperspace yeah does that all fit? Go to Rathos, go to hyperspace, <laughs> and hit clone five times. That's uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. That seems really interesting. Pretty tanky list right there. Yep. Derek, Arvel, Shara, Jake, Wedge, Sabine. 200 points. All naked. Now it's a party. I want to fly Sabine. I just wish... She was slightly cheaper. She's like really expensive for 37 points. Yeah, for her points, which is kind of odd. More expensive than Jake, Wedge, like, and Shara. Uh, five points less than Hera. I want to fly Sabine a lot because that just sounds really fun. But we'll do it eventually. Maybe we'll go down. Also in that list, Carson, Carson Ray. Doing uh, resistance as he usually does. C3PO Rose, Jess, Proc, it's easy, and then R4 Overdrive Poe with just a one point bid. But I mean, if you just take everything good out of the resistance faction, and then also you have a really good Poe player, <laughs> you, uh, you do pretty well with it, eh? Proc, it's easy, is always good. C3PO Rose could probably give her the focus. She could roll up with the lock. You know, Jess. Jess next to Rose is always good. And then Poe, I guess, could be your end game, end game piece if you do well. I mean, if you do get Poe in the end game with R4 Overdrive, you are, like, you win just about every 1v1 if you move last. Yeah, right? there's no way you should be getting shot at with either a two-template barrel roll or a two-template boost. Yeah. The only problem is, as always, with resistance is getting Poe to the end game. Yeah, I'm curious to see how he flies it. Uh, if I remember correctly, he had Poe set up with Jess and Rose, and then ZZ sort of like off to the flank. And uh, in the game we watched, he had Poe run off after a Trade Federation drill. <laughs> yeah, you know. Can't win them all. <laughs> Can't win them all. But speaking of good resistance things, Michigan's own, and also on our podcast specifically about the resistance faction, Sam Page, second in Swiss on day two, the highest 4-1. A 
with his resistance lifts of Bastion, Nimi, Jess, and Wexley. I'm in Wexley. Black Black 2 Wexley? New, new Snap Wexley. Yeah, not, not Snap. Snap Wexley. Are we talking about like Butterfly Wexley? Where he's just like closing the wings, opening yeah, the, the wings? Yeah, the flappy wing. Flappy wing. But, uh, I mean, it's a solid list. It does a lot of damage. You can fly him in a block formation if you want to listen to our previous episode as well about that. Still pretty good. Bastion gets free target locks and Eevee gets free eye conversions. Just does chess things. Snap super good. You get people calculates and then the, in general. So, Nimi. So, like, Nimi in this meta is amazing. I don't know. Like, I'm still trying to comprehend how resistance doesn't always do well with you have like Nimi, Bastion, Jess. And other, like, some of the A-wings and all that. Because you can't get generics. That's the problem in Resistance. Nimi in this meta is just always getting at least one hit if you have a Calculate a Focus. And if you have the Focus, I think she should just almost always get three hits. It's something like 2.7 average hits. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And I really like Snap Wexley, too, because you just do, like, a 4K. I mean, you, like or open your wings depending on whichever one you want you do a 4k and you're probably not getting shot at and you just get the calculate from snap wexley so now you have uh, some sort of mod it's really good for bastion especially nimi jazz too i mean it's all it all it's cohesive did he have points to have the uh re-rolls and bullseye uh droid on i believe that is only that i believe that list is 200 yeah. points that list is exactly. 200 points with everybody in it I flew that uh, re-roll things in Bullseye Droid, uh, Droid when I flew Snap Waxley lists. They're very fun. And it would give everybody uh, double mods. Um, I mean, Snap works on himself, too, which is cool, I guess. But it's a solid list. I'm glad he did really well. I'm glad Michigan can come in second in two different things. Cough. And apparently he only lost his last game on the last round uh, by like two MLV. Last shot That's of the brutal. game. That's brutal. Do we know who he played first in the? He played first in the cut. Because I know it wasn't good for him. I think probably I'm gonna assume it's probably something Bosk related. He he went against Andrew and he had Joy Kane and Peltravula and Genesis Red, which is really interesting. Joy Rakoff, Cutthroat, Ion Torps, Kanan, Gleb, Title, Tell, Cutthroat, Ion, Cannon, Zam, Genesis with Thread Tracers. Maybe Kanan probably just bailed him out of that enough. I can imagine. I mean, because that list suffers a little bit against um, anything that reduces attack dice like that. Poor Jess only rolling two reds, or poor Nimi only rolling two reds. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what they don't need. Yeah, it's really interesting. I wonder if the ion torpedoes and the ion cannons actually did well and did work against them. Or if it was more just just having the ships reducing their agility. Maybe it was spike damage. Don't know. We can get them on the podcast and you can talk about it, I guess. But I like that list a lot. I flew it a couple times. It's Pretty solid. Next one I want to talk about, though, that's really interesting, is uh, Kevin Lyons and Nathan Eide's list. It's uh, Predator, Ion, 
Canon, Shakti, Predator Ion, Canon Obi, and the Actus. And then uh, Predator, Tractor Beam, Hall Upgrade, R2-D2, Anakin. It's a thick Anakin. And that only comes in at 188 points. <laughs> Which is silly. <laughs> Gotta get under Django Zam. I, I guess. <laughs> Matt, you said this list was super interesting to you, right? I think it seems awesome. Yeah, this is definitely like a living on the knife's edge kind of list with like three Ados, nine health each, nine health across the whole list. But but they're both you know incredible players. And yep, and yeah, I'm pretty. I think I was talking. I don't remember who I was talking to, but they went they went down to 188 because the lowest Django Zams generally go to 189. So they wanted to outbid the Django Zams, which 188, that'll do it. And then just the I think just, yeah. With the system phase reposition, ion cannons, Anakin and Obi's ability working so well together, regen on Anakin. Oh, Anakin. Actually, excuse me, it's 10 hull because Anakin's got the hull upgrade. Right. Like that's a that's a weird list, but it, it works if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't get shot at unless you're hiding behind gas clouds with two evades because of shock to you. <laughs> right, you got shock to you giving out evades. You got Obi giving out focus for him and Anakin. And I guess um, I don't know. Don't get you could remove the stress if you're stressed with Anakin. I don't know, but it's still like regen tractor tractor at I six is terrifying. And uh, it's a good list. Both um, Kevin Lyons was fourth. Nathan Idy was fifth in Swiss. But Nathan Idy ended up being in 16th. Top 16. And Kevin Lyons was only top 32. So but that's, a, that's a cool list. Um, if one of your ships survives, I mean, you add 12 points, right? So it, MOV matters. Mm-hmm. And then having regen with R2-D2 is really good. Just to get, you get him down to two hole. And then it's just I'm at a five straight boom R two D two, and I think this R two D two is you can do it as this activation, so you can still shoot and yeah, repair. You, you get the deplete token. Yeah, it's barely nothing, which is pretty cool. And you do get your regular action too, unlike R five. Yeah. Yep. Too bad it's ten points on them. You know. Well, you get <laughs> you get a twelve point bid still. Yeah, seems good. Um, this list stuck out to me. Six and Swift, 16th overall, Josh Bartlett. He had um, Paylob with uh, Gleb, Cutthroat, FTC, and the title. Bosk with FTC, Greedo, Zam, and Cutthroat. But the interesting part is Dangar with Cutthroat, Ion Cannon, FTC, the title, and R4B11. This might be the first time anyone's actually flown that in an event. So the Dangar build... Even outside the R4B11 is also a little bit weird to me because you have the title and the ion cannon. Usually you only see the ion cannon if you have like a, all the cannons if you bring torps on Dengar. Right. But R4B11. <laughs> That's the droid that lets you spend a red or an orange token on them to reroll as much dice as you want. Would, would he fire the ion cannon first and then fire his regular attack? I mean, I mean you if, could if for his revenge shot. You could do that. You could spin the target lock tokens that Bosk and Palob took. You could spin jam tokens if they kept the jam. 
stresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of stress right now too, just in general. Like that's super good against like A wings, right? Because they're always stressed. Uh, silencers are always stressed, and you just are just like that's fine. Here, I'll take that stress, so you can be okay in your next maneuver. I'm just going to hit you really hard. Other bosks who just stop. Yeah, there's a lot of stress yeah. going out right now. Yeah, I mean, just it seems actually really interesting. That's an and- interesting call. I guess if you're going against Bosk too, you can have a couple ion tokens on him and still have him not ionize. Next round, you can just spend those. Another fun thing, if they have the uh, disabled power regulator, normally you know how many turns until you're going to be ionized. But what if I like sort of teased, maybe you aren't going to get ionized this turn? Yeah, for sure. It's super interesting. Um. I'm going to assume the ion cannon is specifically against like Bosk and lists like that. Cause that, that helps a lot, especially if Bosk can't turn, but also free rerolls ain't bad. And this does remind me, I, apparently I didn't make cut, which is really sad to me of on stream on the GSP stream. They had uh, five cutthroat FTC Z 95s and a Dengar build sort of like this without the ion cannon. And he would just like double jam every ship, and then Dengar would just roll up and take double modded shots at whatever ship was there. Double double modded shots if they shot him too. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, if you killed a Z ninety five, everybody has cutthroats. So everybody has more jam, which is amazing. And I might actually fly that because that just seems super silly. <laughs> wholesome borderline wholesome FTC to five points win oh five is pretty high exactly only FO can have jam now <laughs> my hawks have jam too damn it but I think that's an, a really interesting call with R4B11 if the resistance faction was much more prevalent I think that would also be an incredible call for that You can also spend like depletes on them too. That's fun. And the last one I want to talk about that I thought was a pretty interesting list is uh, Stephen Ford's list, Ninth and Swiss, top 32. Procket Hera, Concussion Missile Ahsoka, Procket Jake, and Protor Garvin. That's, uh, that's a lot. It's a lot of good action efficiency right there. And I mean, he's sticking to the basics of. Hera and Garvin. Just about every Rebel list you're going to see nowadays is going to have those two ships together. And then Ahsoka, another beautiful piece. I'm sure Ahsoka probably had instinctive aim on this one, or was it just... Uh, no, it was just concussion. I mean, she is an I-5 with 3-4, so Tagalog 3-4. Prockett uh, Jake's a tried-and-true piece. Like Jake's not getting the recognition he deserves because Hera's out and Ahsoka's out now, but Jake's still back there handing out two focus tokens to ships. Yeah, Jake's yeah. still a really good support piece in the in the faction. I mean, like every single one of those ships supports every other ship in the list, which is crazy. Because all of them have, you know, some sort of munition to make it better. I mean, Ahsoka being the last so at concussion, but it's still three. And at range three, that's pretty good. Wait, what if Hera shot a Procket? Got hole damage on you, and then concussion. Uh, Ahsoka just like flipped it up with a concussion missile. 
or you're flying in a Bach formation because you're the resistance. Now Ahsoka just concussion missiles your entire crew. Assuming they've been damaged or whatever, you know. But it works. Good thing uh, this list doesn't have concussion bombs. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I guess it's really interesting having like... It's just so cool. <laughs> Procket J can be really useful right now, being at um, a PS4 like that, and barrel roll the boost to get the lineup to shot a lot better than most other A-wings. Yep, have Hera pass target lock if needed, or Ahsoka can use her ability to get him a target lock. And you can't even, like, block Jake either, because Ahsoka can just be like, here, take a barrel roll, and then get a focus, and then boost and give someone else a focus. Pretty Super cool. Pretty nasty. Just do the dream. Block all four of his ships, like, with one ship. Because if he lets that happen, man, that's on him. <laughs> But uh, that's, a, that's a cool list. I like it. I'm still a little bit weary about Rockets on Hera because I don't want people to go near Hera. But in this kind of list, I can see it. So uh, anything else from uh, Lone Star? Happy that everyone's playing X-Wing again in real life. Really jealous I wasn't able to go because I was in Massachusetts. Sucks that you're in Texas for like late July. It's really hot. Uh, it, that was a cool to see like all these people, like all the returning people and what they're flying. A bunch of really interesting stuff. I mean, especially Paul Ever, just out of left field as he always does with good metal medicals. I mean, Paul Ever is probably one of the best list builders in the game right now, and he's a still an exceptional pilot. You tabled him once. That's only because he didn't show up. <laughs> he then tabled me the next day. <laughs> I lost to him via plot armor, but it was a really good game. He had like call one with C3PO Miranda like three turns in a row and he got it every single time. Well, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Get four hits. I was dash. I was. Was it working? <laughs> That list was dirty, though. It was like a triple triple regen list. But that's 1.0. That doesn't matter anymore. Never happened. Uh, next uh, next topic. A bunch of new stuff got, well, announced and also partly leaked, but more so announced. Uh, a bunch of cool stuff. We'll talk about the resistance first, though, because we have less to say about that. The Y-Wings look fun to me. They got a focus, red lock, red roll, but they got a red boost. Boosting Y-Wings seems a little scary to me. Just having turrets and boost. I can't understate, oh, I can't overstate, I don't know. It's still, I'm tired. Uh, the boost action is probably the second best action behind focus. And they give these, I think they have a white three straight, but red four straight. These kings will be able to sort of fly around the map. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about that. I Just putting your turret to the side like an ion cannon turret and then being able to boost and then also consequently get your calculate token because we didn't go over that yet, but that'll be in there. Uh, seems really good. 
and they got they got three shields. They got four hull, three shields, so they're pretty stacked on shields, which is nice because they only got one agility, obviously, because they're Y wings. They do effectively have one less health than the other Y wings, though, which is an important take when you only have one agility. Yeah, but they also have boost. They do, and a calculate free calculate. All right, if you want to get to that ship ability, that ship ability is probably what makes this ship. After you do an action on one of your talents, your elicitor mod slots, you can perform a calculate action. So obviously can't be stressed doing that, but you they have two mod slots to begin with. So you can have engine upgrade, two points, unless they change any of these, it's two points. So now you got a white boost into a calculate. Expert handling, if you're doing it well enough. Barrel roll in the calculate. Um, and then a bunch of other janky things you could do. Yeah, like debris gambit for the white evade calculate if you're next to a, a rock or something. Technically, angle deflectors works <laughs> if you really want to reinforce with a Y wing. That now has six health. <laughs> but you have a reinforce. It works for my Poe. It can work for my Y wing. Same faction, too. I can do it on both. Cloaking device. Technically works. The list of slots, because these things have a list of slots. You could cloak your Y-Wing into a Calculate. Hold up. I thought the release ship didn't have elicits, but those elicits release, so somewhere there has to be elicits. Yeah, and their ship ability mentions elicit slots actions. I'm assuming they have elicits somewhere in there. No, they just, they're future-proofing. Yeah, they, they fen-route it. Targeting computer also works on these things. Huh? Targeting computer also works on yep. these things. Would afterburners work on these things? Uh, you're not doing the action on the card itself. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see where target lock says adds target lock action, and afterburners does not. Never mind. A target computer will do it too. There's also a config for this, isn't there? Yeah, that adds a white target lock and white reload. That but it also changes your ship ability. Sadly. Oh, does it? Yeah. It changes it to the missile torp thing that uh, uncancelable crits and bullseyes. Oh, that's actually pretty cool because now it's like a dedicated torp of missile carrier as opposed to a turret carrier. So they're yeah. actually like specializing the ship. I see in this one, I, they seem to be having a trend of leaning towards more specialization in ships instead of uh, generalizing the ships, which is fine i think that that config gives it two shields a lock and a reload and a missile and a torp slot so that's probably going to be a fair amount of points and then you have to bring the munitions it's going to be interesting i wonder how cheap these are going to be because i might just take them as generic turret carriers is that config standardized i don't know I don't think it said so on the card, so I assume not. But you never know; they could change things. Um, I would love it if they brought, like, made just standardized, not card based. Give droids the uh, struts the standardized. Yeah, retroactively change things for droids and all them, but do it on my X wings. Like, I would love if sensitive controls wasn't standardized, even if it's on the card. Can we errat it so it's not? <laughs> let me tell you, I would love sensitive control signars, but also Kylo. Have Kylo. But yeah, I think 
they got to be pretty cheap or that config is going to be pretty cheap and that might be kind of weird. So that gets too cheap, then you could just be a turret carrier with extra health. <laughs> but also, uh, what do you think about the uncancelable crypts? If you bullseye someone with a torpor missile, they can't cancel your uh, crits. Why are you in a Y-Wings bullseye? <laughs> it would be kind of strange. I, I don't know, maybe you're a big base. You're Bosk. And a Y-Wing rolls up with a proton torpedo. And you have Greedo still, right? And you just get ripped by the Proton Torpedo. They can't cancel your crits no matter what. Depending on points, if you can fit five Plasma Torps uh, on these things, they can't cancel the crit. So you strip a shield, then the crit goes under, and I'm guessing, like... Well, Plasma Torpedo doesn't change something to a crit. You just cancel crits first on Plasma Torpedoes. I mean, just put marksmanship on it. Easy. There you Fine. go. Easy. I mean, it's bullseye only, so. Yeah. Uh, you can do magpuls. Right. Oh, uh, well, that doesn't give it a crit. Never mind. Oh, well, still interesting. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, it's it's sort of a homing missile uh, fifth brother-esque in the sense that you take a shield and then you do a crit damage. I would like to see anyone try to do something like a procket or something stupid on this thing. I mean, you could probably just throw advanced proton torpedoes and just hope something lands range one and can't move. People have been doing that advanced proton torpedo Y-Wings a couple tournaments ago. We were blown away. Yeah, with the Republic ones. Yeah, yeah. and then you put Nupo on there who can, like, give his friends actions, and yeah, you're good to go. But I think I might actually use these mostly just as a turret carrier. Ion turret is... The resistance doesn't have a lot of ion control, and that might be interesting to switch it up. Does the resistance have a turret carrier yet? No. No? But they have, like, cannon carriers. Like the couch and, I guess, pretty much any X-Wing. So So you're telling me the FO is about to be down a turret carrier and effectively a cannon carrier? Because don't say the Epsilon. Upsilons. It's, it's part of their ship ability. You can't not say it. My HLC Upsilons, man. Five dice. Anyways, there's a couple of pilots that can that they released for it. One of them seems interesting is after you defend, you can choose a friendly ship in the back half of your ship. Range zero to two and copy a green token to them. Hot take. Do not put Anglo Deflector on her. <laughs> Don't do it. You're losing a shield. And if they're focusing <laughs> on Zaro, you're winning. Then who cares if you pass a reinforce to another ship? They're still shooting at Zaro. But but I want to pass my reinforce token to Ray. Give it to Poe. <laughs> yeah. I yeah I've I've seen people just theory craft about that. I mean honestly, you just kind of. Do an action, you have to calculate if they decide to shoot at her. He pass calculates back to the other people. Yeah. She's at a three, so it's going to work with like Jess and Rose. So you get free stuff with them. And I guess Nimi, Bastion, you know, just have her take point. I was going to say, it doesn't really matter what your initiative is because you still have to defend. It's not after you attack or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I at least had to calculate for when they attack. So if they're anything three and above, you know, 
At least you get some sort of more benefit out of it. I think that might be the most useful one we've seen out of the releases. The next one I think is already extremely underrated. I agree, actually. Tez and Zaz, some stupid Star Wars names. I hate Star Wars names. It's an I-4. Friendly ship at a 0-2. Forms an attack. Basically, if the defender has friendly ships both to the left and right of it, uh, you could, the attacker could reroll one die. And the reason I think this is extremely underrated is because, like, if you have a flanking ship and you have Tezza in a jousting block, let's say you have ZZ flanking, you can have ZZ range three in the side arc over there, and then your jousting block, like, one ship just has to get into the side arc of another ship, uh, the ship, and then everything in that jousting block has a reroll. Yeah. I mean, ZZ doesn't, but whatever like yeah i think it's really good because there's a wings in the faction a wings can easily flank people or just fly right through them i mean the dream right yeah starboard slash them take them the back the other person you're flanking with i mean the why it works with herself too because she's a friendly ship at zero so she'd still do it so it uh underrated seems super convoluted but I think when people remember that you have A-Wings, that this might actually be useful. Like, she's not Drea, she's not Sinker, but that doesn't make her useless. Well, no one flies Drea or Sinker anymore, so... Well, so they jacked up the points on those way too much. <laughs> and why would you bring Sinker when you have a lat now? Yeah. I mean, alright, so if you have, like, a... Uh, a bunch of two dice swarm sinkers still going to be better because the lot you only get two and then one around. But if you have like six ship Republic lists, you probably actually want to bring sinker instead. But why would you bring Drea? If a points dropped by like five, you there can... we go. Yeah. I run her space talks again. The last one they did is um, kind of an interesting ship ability. So I three while you perform an attack or turret attack and you reroll an attack die for each friendly device or calculating friendly ship in the attack arc. The abilities do make everybody calculating. Which is one of the reasons why I want them to be a turret thing, because that works incredibly well with her. If you're just circling with ion turrets, all that kind of stuff. And now they have bombs too, I guess. I mean, they've always had bombs, but you have to bring that Star Fortress. So they didn't have bombs. <laughs> Some people used bombs. Um, so that's pretty cool, too. I guess it works off, you know, devices. And then we don't really talked about the config. They got a couple astromechs, which seem okay. One of them... Uh, watchful it's not unique so it's like perform a reload or rotate if you're in the enemy ship's firing arc you can perform a red calculate action again just just doing because uh rotate right and you bring a turret you can rotate and you can do the white calculate based off their normal ability yeah, like oh yeah why so it's kind of weird who's bringing this like we looked at it like scums because what what are these upgrades these upgrades are actually just going to break scum let's be honest 
But n- nobody on Scum really cares. Like, right? Maybe Andrea when Drea drops five points, and you just have this one other point. So it's just weird to me. I guess you put it on the one that doesn't have the ship ability to get the free calculate you get off the action. I don't know. I, I just think there's better options to take than this person. Like like you said, when have we seen abilities that have to do with friendly devices do really well or make a splash? And I don't I'm see this to think one doing this it. This would even be useful in the Rebels. I don't, I don't really think so. Maybe on one of those attack shuttle things? I don't know. No. The <laughs> dial's not good enough. Like, if it was a white calculate action, okay. Actually has uses. Like, rotate, still get a force mod. Uh, reload, still have a defense mod. And, like, but you'll want agility, so just about, I, there might be something. But, hey, speaking of white rotates to white calculates, the next ro- the robot... But just for the resistance, L4 ER5. Start of engagement, you can transfer one calculate token to a friendly ship in your firing arc. Cool, I guess. It has uses. You're basically turning yourself into a coordinating ship, right? That can rotate. But it's also only, it doesn't have the regular white calculate, so you have to rotate into the white calculate. Correct. It's you not can't good. see my face right now, but I'm just... <laughs> Cody's face is not the most disappointing face that I've ever seen, but probably the most disappointing face I've seen outside of my family. But the real important thing right here, the illicit upgrade that's coming. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Why is this a thing? This is so good. No restrictions, faction-wise. Overtune modulators... During the system phase, if you're not stressed, you can spend the one charge token it has on there for three calculate tokens. But during the end phase, if your charge is not active, for every green token you remove, you gain one strain. And that's for the rest of the game after you've used these. This Uh, is so good. Can you think of one uh, non-scum ship that will be good with this? Um, no. Remind you, this is a resistance pack. Oh, man. What even has listed slots anymore? Fireballs. Dash. Agent T-Rex in the FO. Can give it, can give it to SF. <laughs> but, but you get three calculates with Terex instead. I'm just saying. You asked, and I gave you. I mean, I, you might... The, 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 okay, here's the problem with putting him in FO. You need to bring Agent Terex. And the pilot, not the crew. The, yeah, the pilot. And so you're looking problem. at, four, like, even if this is cheap, 45 points to give this to Quick Draw. Quick Draw is not cheap either. You're looking at 100 points to give Quick Draw, like, a little bit more efficient alpha. Something has to make her playable. If. <laughs> You could just equip this to Quick Draw without Terex. You can actually sell me. Hmm. Getting that strain on Quick Draw is not something she needs to have. Yeah, now she's gonna die. But 
whatever. Like it's I, only one round. Alex He's gonna Alex, die anyways. Alex just asked and I gave him an answer. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is cool. I like this. It's so dirty for Scov. There's so many things you could do with it. I mean, just slap it on Dangar, right? Just alpha something. You get three calculate tokens. That's all you need. And when Zam stays four points for some reason at the next points update, you slap this and you double mod it on offense for both Without your even shots. doing anything. Show up. I am going to use this so much on a Lando Trando. Just roll up with the reinforce and three calculates. It doesn't matter what I do. I could reroll defense dice with one calculate token. You know, and I'm rerolling. I'm spending the reinforce to reroll my dice anyways. And it's up to up to two dice, too. So I can spend it and not roll any dice and not suffer the penalty at the end. I don't think the penalty is high enough. Zero is not a number in X-Wing anymore. You, Whatever. If you have to do it, you have to reroll at least one. I'm not scared. I'm rolling three or four dice. I can do it on defense, too. But I don't think the penalty is high enough. I mean, I guess you get a strain, but really, it's at the end phase. You're not going to do a blue maneuver next turn. It does have some things against Gamut, too. Uh, Bosk might do a stop, so he's strained in, stop, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you don't bring it on things that stack tokens, that's all. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing Gamut, don't bring this. Also, I do have to point out, Cutthroat exists. Yeah. So does Java. This is an uh, illicit. You could Java that um, chargeback. Also during the end phase, right? So it's whatever. Scum. Wholesome. I don't know what you'd put in the resistance with. Like, I don't know what you would do with this, uh, resistance with this. And we have to we have to see the rest of the pilots who actually has the illicits to know. That's yeah, sort that's, of the thing. I mean, that's fair. I just. It's good, I guess, for an alpha, but it's really good for just scum in general. I might even put this on, like, Boba for three calculates after I boost. If I plan on boost. Doesn't seem bad. No, and he does blue maneuvers quite often as well. Yeah, and if he doesn't, he spends the focus typically. Mm -hmm. He's got re-rolls. Yep. Oh, my my gosh. You can't reinforce. Oh, no, no, you can't reinforce. You're doing a blue maneuver next one anyways. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's each one you remove, you get a strain, so you might not want to reinforce on that, but still. I mean, not that turn, but turn after. Yeah. I slap this on Tarani. I snapshot Tarani. It's going to be great. I don't get enough actions with her anyways, but he got R5, P8 to reroll one and three calculates. Who cares if she gets strained? I'm so excited for this bullshit. It's going to be great. But on to the actual important stuff coming out. Hold on. There's Cavill, oh. too. Cavill is great with this. You get a veteran turret gunner Cavill. You know how scary that is? You know how expensive that is? Right. Well, on a Y-Wing? Listen, Cavill's expensive for a reason. It's because of the we, sins of his forefathers. It sucked. We, we learned don't load up Y-Wings. They die. I mean, how much is this going to be? Like three points, two points. Gosh, I hope it's not just three or two points. But it's got a down downside, so people enough lost it. Cheap illicits. Okay, (laughs) we learned from FTC. 
It's going to be great. You know what could do FTC and also this? Any Kirax. Because they have double Alyssa slots. Boom. Talon Bane Cobra meta win. <laughs> Mitch will be so happy. <laughs> How expensive is that Afterburners, Fearless, Whoa, way too much. FTC, and this going to be? Are we talking about like an 80 point Talon Bane? Talon Bane is actually a little bit cheaper than you expect. One, you have Cutthroat. You don't have Fearless, right? Uh, are you going to survive long enough? Okay. If it's even fearless, right? Fearless false transponder codes after burners, that's 59 points. Okay. Which is well, actually semi reasonable. Looking at FTC to go up to at least three, four points. So well, then you don't need to bring it anymore. I don't know. I just, Gosh. it seems so good. Seems so great. I can't wait. This is one of the best gun packs to come out in a bit. Best gun pack, other than like the actual gun pack, since the separatist fire spray. <laughs> so on to the really fun part, Cody. Look, first order's getting new stuff. Bet you can't wait. I bet you none of it's as good as Sam Crew card. <laughs> well, first new ship, Ty Ty Whisper. It's actually semi interesting. It's a weird action bar. You got to focus to rotate, a roll to rotate, and a boost to rotate. But you just have the evade and the lock as well. All of it is white. The rotates aren't red or anything. I'm so happy it's not locked to rotate. They kind of poofed it for sure. Same thing with yeah. the evade rotate. Right. Because that's silly. Yeah. Like the action bar and the. Uh just the stat line makes me think this is just a cross between an SF and an RZ2. Yeah. Their stat lines are three bullseye, a two turret that you can only go front and back because of the ship abilities, the same as the SF. And then three hull, two shields. And they only have five health with two agility. Yeah. You know, and then you can't evade rotate. You can't lock rotate. But you do have the rear arc. You do have a three die bullseye. Can you boost? But most importantly, you have boost. These mm -hmm. things, the dial is, I will, is just, it's I can't say it's better than an SF dial because you don't have the one straight. You don't have the one banks. You have K turns and you have a white one turn. Yeah, the SFs have a red one turn, so that limits that a little bit more, but... I mean, I guess I would compare it most to SF, right? Because it's got a super similar stat line and front-back rotating arc. But at the same time, it also, like, because it has the boost, sort of goes into the RZ2 area. Right. Like I said, it's just like a, a perfect mix of the uh, RZ2 and the SF with a 3-die bullseye. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting the uh, thing they released didn't have a mod slot, so I'm assuming most of these probably don't, if any of them do. So it is actually more like an A-Wing in that respect, or like a Fang Fighter or something. Well, Fang Fighters have them now. Never mind. Some of them. Well, not Fang <laughs> Which, I mean, there might be, maybe the lower initiatives have the mod slot. I'm pretty sure. So there's some gatekeeper cards that definitely exist. Afterburners is one of them. 
And when we say gatekeep, or when I say gatekeeper, it's you have to build future things differently because the card exists. Hollow's a good one. Uh, Afterburners. Uh, there's some other ones I can't Supernatural think of. Supernatural reflexes. Supernatural reflexes. Because of these cards just existing, you can't... The Tie Whisper, we'll get to it, but the config has a boost jam. If you let a ship do boost jam, and then like, or you let Kylo boost jam target lock, you're in for a bad day. Yeah. Also stealth device, but that's probably from Tide Defenders. Tide Defenders don't have mod slots because of that. Oh, gosh. Also, like, put the config gives them a three green. I know we're sort of going ahead, but self device three force evade. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah I mean, not a. Yeah, we see that with the eight of twos. Like you put stealth device on Anakin and just evade, and it's like. You can you can hit him eventually because the green dice will fail, but like good luck trying. They seem to be pretty interesting. Um, not having the one banks is kind of interesting as well. You're not going to be like slow rolling with these guys, which is probably what they want to do if they're jamming things. I guess we should talk about that config, right? Config is pretty interesting. It's um. Was a focus roll boost all linked into jam and then also just a normal jam action because you don't want to focus link jam. I mean, I guess there's certain situations, and, but yeah, sometimes like you want the third green. Like there will yeah. be game time decisions where you the third green is more important than the focus. It's very rare, but mostly you just need the third agility more than you need, which comes agility. into the other half of the config. Um, you can choose your self and other friendly ships for jam so that's important and then uh while you defend if the attacker has no green tokens or there's a jam ship in the attack arc you can roll an additional green shot green die and that is while you defend right so that's after they attack you they can spend a focus and you still get three dice which is kind of dirty or keep that like gravitic deflection kind of thing where you keep the token itself just because you might need the reroll or something. In this one, if you jam yourself, you get the three agility. Because no matter what, they're shooting. If they're shooting, yeah, you, they're if you shooting put yourself in a bad position, uh, if you're taking like four shots, the third agility is actually better than the focus. Yeah. But that's also why are you taking four shots? <laughs> I don't know. I think um, things happen. So I'm. That's going to be an interesting thing. I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like a a delta B kind of thing, right? Where the base is essentially they're calibrated like laser targeting, and then the the config will make it so three agility. I'm sure it will cost points. Are we talking about leaks too? Because uh, the whisper currently doesn't work with the uh, uh, ship (sighs) chat. Yeah, the leak of what today or last night? Yep, last night. They know the, uh, they just don't have the rear arcs <laughs> pointed on the the base of the ships, the cardboard itself. My my back turret is everything that's not the front bullseye. Okay, the lines say so. 
I got a 360 degree turret. Bring them back. <laughs> I'm sure they'll package something like they did with the torrents when they messed up that dial. Presumably. Or those Hopefully. FO conversion kits. Yeah. Hopefully. But also there's there's two uh two pilots. One they announced, one was leaked somewhere. Uh the first one is Wrath. After you do a bullseye attack, if you have one or more non-lock red or orange tokens, you could do a bonus attack against a different target. Guys, this ability is sort of blackout's ability. Where eh, it has uses. But you're going to play what's trying to make it happen rather than he's an I-5. But what if I jam myself, procket someone, and then still shoot up with my bullseye attack? How do you procket somebody if you're jammed? I cheated. Easy. <laughs> I don't know how these things were. Hollow passed me the stress because that might be the only use for Wrath and a list is with Hollow. Hollow passed me the stress. I have a focus. I shoot a procket. Stress deplete, strain, jam. Your tractor ioned. Not weapons disabled. That'd be All those too. are like you're sort of forcing this ability for not good shots. It doesn't seem good, especially just shooting at someone else with a two, good, two die turret, right? Unless you can get two people lined up in the bullseye. But yeah, I think the different target thing makes it just not as good as if you could just lay into the same person the only way this isn't super awkward and just really trying to push for his ability is if you have hollow and even then you i don't bring, know yeah why legendary you might be better at this point yeah why <laughs> you bring hollow just to make like one thing uh uh bonus attacks are generally pretty good but not this one bonus attacks if they're on the same target generally good Bisson, the only time you see Bisson is on dash, and that's because A, dash is I5, so you have both focus tokens, and it's really easy to set up the different targets, but also because he's throwing four or five dice. So you can throw unmodded four or five dice and get away with it. You can't do that with two reds or three reds. I mean, it'd be kind of cool, I guess, to bullseye something out the front and then shoot out your rear. That's about it. I mean, it says bonus attack, so you could you could fire a missile out the rear, but I guess well, whatever. You have to have a red or an orange. I mean, you could be That's stressed. Right. From what? I don't know. Stress yourself. I don't know. You panic pilot. There you go. I set up this whole game just so I could panic pilot my wrath. Again, Hollow is the only one that kind of works with it, and even then it doesn't seem particularly amazing. Kind of lame, but maybe someone will find something broken with it. FO can't have good I-5 abilities. Speaking of good I-5 abilities, next one leaked was Kylo. They do have good I-5 abilities. Malaris is a thing. Yep. Which one? Uh, the good Malaris in the Zy Shuttle. <laughs> Anyways, Kylo, three-fourths this time. For an enemy ship and your bullseye is delta face down, you can just spend a force to flip it face up. Oh, gosh. That's going to make Bosk super sad. It's going to make a lot of people sad. 
This ability is beautiful. I love it. But it has to be in bullseye too. But it's not just when Kylo's shooting. It's anybody's shooting. Oh, dealing damage cards like yep. bombs, mines, <laughs> uh, asteroids, anything. Yeah. It's going to be nice. If Kylo's not being shot at, just spend all this shit. It's so good. It'd be a real shame if there's some way to regenerate force. <laughs> That's five straight boost behind a gas cloud. Boom. Easy. Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, at least Kylo's going to be good. The only um, the only problem is that there's another Kylo, and he's also incredibly good. Yeah. So I'm going to, like, Wylo and Silo. Those are my <laughs> two names for these guys, all right? And Wylo, he's going to be cheaper. If you, for some reason, aren't building around Silo, Wylo will probably fit in a lot. Oh, not probably. Wylo will fit in a lot more lists than Silo will. Oh, yeah. I can't see, like, Wylo being more than 55 points base. Like config, he config he has to be under seventy points, right? He, he can't to, be competing with the other Kylo with the configs. The other Kylo is just strictly better by at large, right? So it's uh, it looks pretty pretty good. Um, I again, I would take this over Wrath. They're both high yeah. fives, but yeah, I mean that goes without saying. Points. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you have if you do have the config, you can do, um, you know, boost jam someone. You still have force tokens, so you can kind of reposition and neuter something. I'm not gonna lie, supernatural reflexes with the config does sort of scare me. <laughs> you can barrel or boost supernatural, link that into the jam, and then do something and do your maneuver, eh? Yep. Yep. Or you can. Do it all. Do that. Rotate your turret. Yeah. And then uh, do your one hard. Your turret's now facing the rear. You take the target lock and you shoot your missiles out the rear. Because one of the big things we haven't really talked about is because of the fact they don't have the linked, the target lock linked, they are not going to be as reliable shooting missiles out the rear as a passive sensor is where you take the target lock in the engagement phase. Yeah, and you just choose which direction in person you're shooting at. Mm -hmm. I wonder if free cog would be use, useful on them. Their blues are long, but it is significantly cheaper than supernatural. Well, you won't be able to, uh, precog is also limiting the actions. Oh, right, right. Whereas supernatural just do what you want, man. Right. Yeah. They made that card fair. I remember this fair ish. Oh, fair. -er. Also with these things, I think like, Mag pulse missiles might be pretty good because no matter what, you're jamming someone and depleting them, then you get the extra agility. Ion missiles, if they're still cheap. Yeah, if ion missiles are still like two points, a uh, rear shooting ion missile Kylo doesn't seem actually too bad. Or shoot him from the front. Who cares? Bullseye him next round. Flip a face off. Do what you want. Questions? I mean, the six points, but you always have a three die gun. And rear. He'd also be a pretty good, like, thread tracer carrier because he has the three four, so you can just roll up with a lock if you really need to get the locks for things. But, uh, I mean, that that ship seems good. 
I wonder how much that config will cost if it's worth not having Kylo with the config or if it's worth giving him three agility with the evade force. I think it's going to be one of those, the higher initiatives are going to want the config because it makes them tankier, the lower initiatives. I mean, the lower initiatives get to jam more freely, though. That's true. It's a lot easier for those lower initiatives to jam. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It'll, uh, It'll be interesting to to see this in action. We'll see if they perform over SFs. Cause that's a pretty similar ship there. Are you excited about it, Cody, at least? Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm more excited about the next ship. Fair enough. Me too. <laughs> uh, FOs finally got bombs. FO bomber, baby. Oh, and not yeah. only do they have bombs, they have bombs with a greatest ship ability. Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm concerned about the ship ability. I'm not going to Oh, my lie. God, it's so good. Like, Anyways, I'm... we'll just, just go over their action bar, right? You got focus, lock, roll lock. That's red, though. Red boost, reload, red evade. That's actually pretty interesting. Reload, red evade. Two better blue sock is one, two, three, straightforward. It does, but it's also really white. The only reds are the sloops and the one hearts. And they got a white four straight. Yeah, that's actually really four all two shields, two agility, two red, whatever. The ship ability during the system phase, just do a boost. You can do a boost. It's white <laughs> for bombs. Yeah, Beautiful. that. Yeah, that's where I'm concerned. Like boost into rockets. Uh, not rockets. Proximity mines. Yeah, boosting into proximity mines. There is ways to make this, you can Daredevil, but you do need engine upgrade and Daredevil to do it. But yeah. it's still, like, scary. It's scary, but you're also not having the feedback ping, <laughs> which might be more scary, depending, which we'll get to. Um, Prime thrusters on lower initiatives might be really worth it, too, because I think it's, like, two points on an I-2, I-3. Yeah, it's pretty cheap, right? Yep. And they do just, have the tech slot. Yep. So even if you're stressed, you can still zoom, zoom. I'm loving this because this thing will, it's an AC ordnance carrier. You get to do your boost. You get to do your four straight, and then you still get your action. Or you could angle boost and then sloop in either direction. Like, you aren't going to be able to block these guys consistently. And they're going to block everything in the system phase, too, because they're boosting. Mm-hmm. Also, like the boost and dropping bombs. Yeah, they can and drop and boost, so they can get out of the range, or they can bank boost and drop an entire row of cluster mines on you if you really wanted to. Or thermals, like I know there's so much. I mean, you're going to get hit by a bomb because you can't accurately predict six different places these bombs could be at twelve of their thermals. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I love bombing. Insert concern. Also, they have a gun of slot. Skilled bombardier. They do have yes. skilled bombardier. Yep. It's gonna be so cool. Is I don't think there's a dedicated FO only gunner yet, is there? Because they haven't did it. this is their first gunner slot. SF no, gunner. Yeah. <laughs> How can I forget SF gunner? <laughs> but yeah, I mean skilled bombardier is gonna be silly. Uh, the one they showed has the tech slot 
torp missile gunner a mod and one bomb i know other podcasts are theorizing maybe other ships will have more than one bomb slot because bomblets does seem really good on these bomblets is super cheap right now two points and it works well with our one pilot they revealed grudge when a friendly bomb or mine at zero to two detonates each time attack dice are rolled you can re-roll one of those dice bomblets roll two dice baby proxy mines roll two dice so you can re yeah so you can re-roll the enemy's dice right Yep. Yep. And friendly ones if, you know, you get hit by it because there's a lot of bombs everywhere. Yep. And each individual thermal is an individual die. Yep. Gosh, that's sad. That seems pretty good. It does. The yep. dedicated bomber seems... I mean, I just love bombs, so it's nice to get bomber support. Although that means I have to play more First Order and... There's nothing wrong with that. I know. They're so fragile. They're not giant one agility hull ships. I can't play them. That said, like you said in the bombing, I'm really hype about the ordnance, especially when we get into this upgrade. Well, yeah, that's solely because of this feedback ping. Tie reload is the qualification. So basically, tie bomber is the only other thing because the punishers don't have slots, right? So they don't have EPTs, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Never. Anyways, feedback ping. This thing looks ridiculous. After an enemy ship executes a maneuver, if it's range zero to one of a friendly device, you may acquire a lock on that ship, ignoring the range restrictions. And war on bombers. Everything like, imagine dropping two thermals with fuses because yeah. they have the mod slot, and you just like the entire list goes on this, and they have FTC. So you drop just, a cluster, cluster mine just in the middle of the board. They go near That's a it. huge ass range. Sensor buoys also work on this. Yep. Which seemed really interesting to me. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw this. Just put a couple of them near the uh, center of the board or the edges of the board. But I think what Cody was trying to get into, right? Um, so you get free free loads. Uh, you do have a torp slot. You can get proton missiles or proton torpedoes, right? Free free locks seems good. Roll up with a focus. Or if ion torps stay as cheap as they are. Oh, especially if you're ion going towards more bombers for more target locks. Mm-hmm. It'd be a shame oh, if I controlled wherever you move and then am able to boost and drop a bomb in your range. Yeah, I I think I'm with Cody on this one. Like I want the whisper to do well and I want it to be good just because it looks it's a cool looking ship. But I'm more excited. I think this one's gonna have more potential to shake up the fo meta than the whisper will plus how many times do we say that people are just really bad against bombs for some reason yeah now we can have damage we can have rush i6 as soon as we start the game with concussion bombs (laughs) stop (laughs) you can have i6 concussion bombed rush way to go just what we always wanted i mean concussion bombs would be pretty interesting with these if you didn't actually reload the charge right you just drop one bank boost drop another one Yep. <laughs> um, next turn, obviously, but Gideon exists, buffing everybody to three attack die. Yeah. Yeah. I Gideon mean, and the Zai shuttle. It's going to be pretty interesting to see which way people will go with this. If it's going to be a bomb based ship or a munitions based ship with feedback. Thing. Both. And if they have two bomb slots, it, it is only two points for a bomblet. Yeah, well, if they have that, you know, 
time will tell, I guess. But still, uh, bombs are pretty cheap. Ions are three points. Connor has three points. That's a pretty big area. I mean, it goes away. But, you know, I mean, just feedback ping swarms seem kind of interesting. See if there's any potential in there. I'm super excited about this ship. I love anything that bombs, and this is so cool. I love anything that boosts, especially <laughs> if it boosts and gets a uh, mod. Uh, do you know how many times I'm going to boost proxy mine things? Because oh, I can just drop it in front of them, right? I could boost and then just drop it in front of them, and then when they hit it, I just get feedback ping from everyone. Yep, and if you have grudge, oh, you rolled two blanks, why don't you re-roll one of them? Finally, finally, I can stop only doing one damage to my proxy mines. So I do that a lot. It's rough. Uh, there's also one upgrade they released, um, which seems much better on one particular ship than the other one it does. It's it's for the Whisper or the Silencer. Sensor Scramblers, you gain one token upon setup. Well, you're cloaked. This is the cool part. No one can get locks on you, which is pretty interesting. But during the end phase, if there's an enemy ship at range 0 to 3, you have to decloak. And if you fail that decloak, you still lose the token. So this is now stapled onto Silo as long as he doesn't have advanced optics. Right, like there's no reason for Kylo not to take this. Do you think they'll initiative cost this? Is it better to initiative cost it? I I don't know. That's what probably I probably just... because you can like you have better understanding of when a ship's going to be zero to three at the end phase. Like that's true. Si Silo can just like nope out of everything and just like keep his thing. And if you're trying to like my toilet bowl, yeah, I usually have Kylo be the ship that you're engaging and i always have an issue of everybody on your list gets free toggle locks on my silo but what if you can't and cody when they finally shoot you through the gas car at least you have two more extra dice so you only take one damage instead of two no i still blank out on six die yeah well you get one from the gas cloud all focuses <laughs> he has the force it's fine but yeah, this seems really good on specifically the silencer. I'm not sure if it's good on the whisper, but if it's cheap enough that you can super quickly engage people with it. So the whisper, it will be interesting uh, it, because of the fact that you can be you can get your target lock. You have the two free greens. Now you can get your target lock. So you, you probably don't want to spend your target lock if you have a whisper, I feel like. But you can, you can quickly engage. I guess if you have... How much space does uh, four silencers have there, Cody? A lot if you don't bring a sense of controls. Maybe you could put four with sensor scramblers and just bum rush someone. Yeah, I think it, they have two points apiece, the 48 points. Oh, well. Who yeah, I don't, I don't see this upgrade being less than two points. Or two points or less. I mean, it's pretty situated. Like, you lose the cloak no matter what. Maybe they'll do it like FTC, where it's like, oh, it's two points, but it's actually much better than two points. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Well, time will tell. I'm excited. All these new ships come out on September 24th, which is my birthday. Hint, hint, cough. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, well, eventually, yeah. I'm excited for these. The real question, Cody, do you get two packs of the FO Bombers or just one? It uh, depends on points. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those people who like pre-order four lats before no one points. 
Oh gosh, I remember reading that on on a Facebook post. Then they they saw the point. They saw the points. So are like, I pre-ordered four of these. I can't fly four of them though. Tell them to play Epic. <laughs> um, but anyways, I don't think we have anything more to talk about the FO, right? Or anything on new ships. Right there. Uh, I'm excited. I'm hyped. So uh, with that, thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at thebestfitbenchwarmers at gmail.com. Also follow us on Twitch and uh, Twitter and at my benchwarmers. You know, don't forget to five star us or rate us and all in general. Please help for any podcasting service you have. So thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. Always a pleasure. Thank you.